Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Welcome back to another episode of the CX Pulse podcast. Today, we're going to chat about the latest buzz in robotic process automation. And we are thrilled to be joined today by Dan Goodstein, the president of IRPA AI and Digital Enterprise Institute. Dan, thanks for being here today. Good to be with you, Amelia. Dan, why don't you give us a little bit of background about your expertise, and then we'll dive right in. Yeah, sounds good. Good to be here. I'm a technology guy at heart. And today I run, as you mentioned, two professional associations that are focused on helping executives around uh, educating them, providing networking opportunities and coaching. First being ERPA AI, which is focused on the RPA automation and AI space and Digital Enterprise Institute, which is focused on the broader digital transformation journey that large companies are on. I've spent most of my years in the automation, AI, digital transformation space. Before that, I was in the the media business, and that's a big component of what we do as an association. But today, I also spend a good amount of time with not only the client side, but also the technology vendors around helping around go-to-market strategy and, and those sorts of things. Well, with a good view of the big picture, we'll we'll dive right in because you've got a large members base of companies who are using automation solutions. So why don't you share with us a little bit about the mindset of those companies and also what's the latest buzz everyone's talking or asking about in this category? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that I, I sort of sit at the center of a, a large ecosystem. Uh, as you mentioned, we, we've got over 100,000 members, uh, all executives uh, globally around the world. And so, um, you know, we have a pretty good sense as to what's on the mind of of customer and and also the the technology vendor. I, I would say there's two general themes that you know kind of the bulk of the conversations I have are, are, are around. You know, one is digital transformation as a whole, and how do we do it, and where do we start, and and what's the roadmap look like, especially you know, in this pandemic related world, right, there's, there's a lot of organizations who have realized the way they were doing things aren't going to work anymore. There's a new way of working, there's people working from home, customers expectations have shifted. So uh, the organizations have to change the way that they're not only operating in the back office, but also how they're interacting with customers. And the second is more automation focused, but it's it's around scaling. You know, there's a significant amount of organizations who have embarked on RPA and automation, but not as many who have really achieved scale at an enterprise level. So, you know, how, how do you you know get beyond what one of my colleagues here refers to as random acts of automation, I, automation in silos, uh, automation you know specific to a particular function. Uh, or process, but really think about it more holistically as you try to inform that uh, that broader digital transformation, right? Right. And and as you mentioned, you know, automation has been around for quite some time now, and the space does continue to expand and innovate. But where do you see your members seeing the biggest value from automation today in terms of business domain and use case? Yeah, I don't know that there's a one magic silver bullet use case, but I, I would say, um, you know, there's a lot of folks working on getting unstructured data within the organization into a structured format, right? Using NLP, natural language processing or intelligent document capture and, and technologies like that, right? So much of, of, of an organization, you take an insurance company, for example, or a mortgage company, a very heavy, traditionally heavy paper-based uh, organizations. And so, you know, there's only so much automation and transformation you can do if you don't have that data in a structured format. You know, more and more we're seeing, and we started seeing this before the pandemic, but we've seen this accelerate since the pandemic, 
this move from kind of uh, automation in the back office, finance functions, operations areas to more of a front office and, and customer experience type of automation, right? That's exciting. Uh, and related to that, you know, the bulk of the automation initially was about cost savings. Uh, and now with some of this more front office and customer experience focused uh, automation, we're seeing companies actually look at things like revenue generation. How do you how do you actually use these technologies to not only cost save cost savings, but uh, really create new revenue streams and, and, and generate new revenue? Well, Dan, you're involved with so many of the biggest companies and the vendors in the RPA industry. So In your opinion, what's the next big thing that you're seeing most vendors are really going after and getting excited about? Yeah, I mean, the obvious one is is AI-fueled decision-making, right? Yeah, well, we, we used to refer to it as AI-fueled automation. Today, the buzzwords are intelligent automation and hyper-automation, but whatever you call it, right, this idea of you know, layering on intelligence, uh, you know, leveraging AI, the various AI technologies to do more with the automations that you, you've built or are building and making those systems more end-to-end and, and requiring less human intervention. You know, there's, uh, there's less benefit in automation if you take the workload from one person and give it to somebody else, right? So the more you can kind of create this end-to-end workflow, the better. And the other is um, more and more industry-specific solutions, right? So a lot of the initial automation was, you know, as I mentioned, back office finance related. So it was kind of didn't really matter what what industry or what type of company you did them in because it was the same type of functions over and over again. Uh, but where the real value, I think, is coming now is in, in organizations that can leverage some domain expertise in a particular industry vertical and create solutions and outcomes using those uh, tools and, and those automations to actually uh, solve a business problem that's unique to particular type of company. Yeah, it's an exciting topic because it feels like before the automation can work, the infrastructure has to be built. So as you mentioned, it does create that new work. Now, in terms of the market still drawing new players in, some of these are large established companies who are acquiring smaller RPA companies to expand their capabilities in this space to get to a point of automation. Is there room for everyone? And how is a customer supposed to differentiate between the many players and really select the right type of vendor? Yeah, you know, Amelia, I think I think there's room for most, but not necessarily for more of these kind of plain vanilla generic RPA players or generic AI players, right? And instead, there's there's definitely an opportunity for more specialized organizations, again, industry domain-based organizations that have you know certain specialties and can really offer something unique. But you know, you know, from the customer perspective, and I can tell you because I you know, again, I'm fortunate to have conversations every day with with customers who are you know, looking for help, and it's a huge issue. And part of the issue is that you know a lot of the big analysts and other resources that are out there, they they really tend to focus on the top handful of of vendors that are out there, vendors that you know fit well within a box. But some of the most innovative companies out there don't fit in a box, right? And so, you know, how do you figure out who they are and, and what their unique value proposition is? Uh, what do they do differently? So, you know, my advice to customers listening is, you know, speak to your peers and figure out what what others are doing. You know, plug into an ecosystem where you get a, a holistic view, a 360 degree view of of what's out there. Erpa AI, for example, we, we do a lot of matchmaking and a lot of connecting of, of buyers and sellers based on you know what their unique requirements are. But uh, and then and then when you get to that point where you're you're talking to a vendor, I, I would say you know pick a vendor that 
matches not only the technology that you're looking for, but is a size match, right? You know, necessarily, if you're a mid-sized company, you might not want a large technology company, right? If you're a large technology company, maybe a smaller company is too risky. And look for culture matches, look for domain expertise that fits you. If you're a bank, you probably don't want to work with a company who's never worked with a bank before, right? And and for the providers, uh, stop trying to be all things to all people. Focus on a segment where, you know, you really have a, a unique value proposition, a niche expertise, yeah, you know, whether that's around a technology or an industry, focus on what you do well and not trying to do everything. All right. Good advice. It sounds like the vendors have to do a lot of research and just like they would seek out any business, find the exact right fit for them. Dan, thank you so much for being here today. Once again, Dan Goodstein, president of ERPA AI and Digital Enterprise Institute. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Miriam. Take care. Thanks for joining us for the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.